0: Anton. <laughs> how are you, mate? I'm on the rosé today. Mate, I was on the rosé last week. Look at that. You were, you were. You inspired me. We're memeing. but and but mostly because um I can keep rosé for like weeks,
1: and um... <laughs> <laughs> that's the that same bloody bottle, isn't it? You just you just frozen <laughs> the bastard.
0: Uh, mate, good to see you. Hey, uh, there see you go. You there, Bob, uh, Bob, mate, Andy and I got the fancy alcohol today. Good to see you, buddy, and a um, few people jumping on, mate, already, which is uh, which is great to see. We uh, were just chatting off air for a bit, lost track of time, folks. So thanks for being patient and um, and hanging out, waiting for the afternoon. Stephen's already got his uh, glass of wine, by the look of it. Allison's there. Um, good to see you guys. uh what's been going on this week folks before we kick off we might as well do the quick intros i mean most of you guys know this stuff but if anyone's new if anyone's new give us a shout out in the
1: chat yeah say
0: Say, say hello tell us where
1: you're dialing in from but um tell us um, how beautiful jason is because he gets a couple (laughs) of those comments you, you guys mightn't always see these ones come through, but there's a there's a particular variety of people that uh, that uh, every that, every every now and then,
0: every uh, now and then towards the Witten. <laughs> uh, there's Fiona. G'day, Fiona and Michelle. Good to see you guys. Um, uh, there we go, Team Gang. We're in. We're in. We're in the. We're in the mix. But um, how the show usually runs: wealth, wine, and wisdom. Welcome to the show, Andy and I. Uh, kicked this off many years years ago, many years ago, many months ago. (laughs) It's
1: it's been a record run.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's it's been been a record record run. (laughs) Two years now uh, on the the run, uh, Friday afternoon, trying to make sense of uh, the COVID world, but uh, it's been great to connect with you guys, business owners, property investors, uh, investors in general, and try and make sense of what's going on out there in the world of media and the marketplace uh, from the world of property and the world of finance and financial planning. Um, and, uh, you know, along the way, hopefully we've been helping people make a little bit of sense of things. Uh, and we do that in three ways. Andy, what's in the news? Uh, always try and sort of see what's been going on. Some interesting things this week, as always. Um, and uh, sometimes we try and teach things, <laughs> which is things we reckon you should know. Uh, these are opinion pieces, obviously. Um, you know, uh, allegedly, and/or this is not financial advice. But uh, and also, if you've got any questions, if you've got questions, folks, chuck them in the chat um, this week. Put them down there somewhere, and uh, we'd love to uh, answer those as we as we go through today's wealth, wine, and wisdom chat. So we've got a good crew on today, Andy. So welcome, everyone. Awesome to see you guys. Um, but Andy, you were just telling me you had something um about what's in the news. You're frozen on me. Um oh there you are, you're back. Oh <laughs> uh, but uh, uh why don't you kick it off, mate? Today, this week, um there's a couple of things you said uh, might be uh a little bit of fun to chat about. Um what's in the news or uh what's going on, but uh, oh, I might mate. throw over to you, mate, um, and see what it looks like from the world of Andy Fenton and uh, what's happening in the news. Well, Elon. so, um, Elon's out yeah. and about. Hello, mate.
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> we we Elon, love a bit yeah. of Elon. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry, wrong way. Elon, Other way, go, mate. Yeah. Hello, there you Elon. Going, mate? Uh, Well, I thought I'd just touch on a little bit of uh, mass market manipulation and allegedly something that might be criminal that the SEC may or may not pick up on over the next couple of days, weeks, Let's have a look at it. It goes into a bit of a trend that I'm going to chat about a little bit later on in the in the history of money. We promised everyone last week that we'd chat about the evolution of money over time, given the advent of NFTs and Bitcoins and um, NFT, by the way, doesn't stand for no fucking time. It's a <laughs> non fungible token for those people. I'm always yeah. concerned about the fungible bit, actually,
0: to do with fungus and mushrooms. But anyway, we won't go there, Andy. But anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's the psilocybin uh, token. Yes. Yeah, but- uh, so, but this was something, and and we I've coined this now several times, uh, and we we spoke about it last week in regards to the crypto world of uh, of Sheba, uh, bouncing up and down. And so Elon Musk, I love Musk. Um, it's a great candy. It's a great candy. One of my favourite candies, actually, Musk <laughs> candy from when I was young. Beautiful little uh, sherbety taste, pink. Beautiful. Elon Musk is a, is another uh, acquired uh, taste who's uh, yes. who's reached superstardom over time for the advance of uh, of Tesla, the amazing uh, vision of connecting the world uh, via cars, quite legitimately. That then goes into the the grid. Of energy and now connecting the world, uh, not just via cars and energy, but internet. Uh, yep, internet cars. Star Starlink, yep. which is now available in Australia, the down is good, the up is shit, uh, but it will improve, and I reckon this guy will do it. The thing that uh, I want to touch on here, because I think it's a theme. And it's a theme that's going to keep on getting stronger in the currency uh, world of yeah, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and all of these sorts of things. Uh, and we chatted about it last week was the mass market manipulation of the people who who can play in that space. I'm not sure if you heard it, Jace, earlier on this week, uh, Musk tweeted something. Did you hear what he tweeted?
0: Uh, he tweeted, didn't he tweet, um, should he sell some of his shares to pay some taxes? Wasn't that the tweet?
1: 100%. Now, yeah you reckon a bloke who is as smart as Elon Musk just drops that tweet and just asks the general public going, i would probably pay them about a million dollars a year, but I don't trust them, so I just want to find out what my Twitter followers think <laughs> as to what the right taxation move is with my stock, uh... right? So I'm interested to, to see when Elon <laughs> gets pulled in front of the SEC again, which is no doubt going to happen. It's got to happen, right? If they don't pull him up for this. Yeah. Uh I mean, for God's sake. So anyway, Elon bang in. Said, should I dump the stock? People dumped the stock. Uh Tesla went for a wild ride. Uh, and so well, what is the headline here? Well, I'm not even sure if this relates headline. I just I just saw him going like that and I went, goodbye record profits. That's what I saw. <laughs> goodbye record profits. Uh, and hello, a new point to buy in and manipulate. Well, uh, richest person. Uh, has disposed uh, of more than $4.5 million of shares in the electric car maker uh, so far this week. So, right. so clearly Elon is taking advice from the Twitter followers. Um, so Twitter's shares probably went up at that point in time and uh, probably sent Elon a, a tax invoice for, for, for tax advice based on this. But this is a – so it, the, I, I know I'm being a little bit tongue-in-cheek here. A couple of things. Jase, uh, about a year and a half ago on Wine and Wisdom, we both said when uh, when uh, electric cars starts to become more mainstream, we're going to see Beneteau, we're going to see all of the Formula 1 uh cars come in there we're going to see porsche we're going to see mercedes and a lot of these companies are actually owned by the same people right yeah, uh, Neumar, yeah, yeah. which is mercedes-benz which which owns several uh, uh brands out there not only high-end uh but we said that this this could potentially provide a real headwind for tesla getting the market share because got a massive amount of market research uh so my question is uh, one of two is it a billionaire playing uh, with the billions uh, who are out there just seeing whether he can manipulate markets because you've got to be asking yourself the question now is Elon just out there trying to make profit for for people that he knows or is he trying to manipulate markets that he knows that he can manipulate Mm. or is he just a little bit eccentric and just trying to play the system on a break? I don't know what the answer is but clearly this guy can manipulate stock better than Rene Rivkin. He can uh (laughs) manipulate Bitcoin. He's in
0: jail now or actually um um passed away, isn't he? Yeah, anyway, he went to jail and then passed away. Anyway, yeah, keep going, Andy, sorry. Um
1: well well, there we go. Uh I I I don't think that's Elon's journey. No. Uh but or or is he just a mass market manipulator? who is another example of of why the crypto world is such a, a boom and bust type of a place. Anyway, I just thought it was an incredible thing to talk about on a Friday just to show people that the world of manipulation is rife. Uh, I don't know his intentions. I don't know him personally. Love to. Uh, Elon, if you're listening, um, reach out. I'm just here. Reach out. Like
0: okay. if you behave yourself, we'll bring you on as a guest on Wine and Wisdom maybe. You know, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you can tell us about Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting one Andy because um you know I I like um this concept because you and I have chatted about the world of digital like what are we doing now this wasn't this wouldn't have been possible I don't know five ten years ago like you and I debriefing the week and chatting with people probably all over Australia right now and and potentially the world as well you know in this manner.
1: Well, Brandon was definitely from uh from another country mate. He was uh, uh arguably one of our uh, more controversial commentators. Uh, <laughs> quite often gets banned from the chat feed. Uh yes. he may not have been beat of this world. So mate we, we might be interstellar. <laughs> interstellar. Our, uh, you never you,
0: you never know. But you know, it's an interesting one because uh you know, there's a uh uh there's a a very big conference every year it's held um in in europe uh not stockholm i'm i'm struggling to remember the the city uh, a quite a european city eastern european every year where the 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 big um uh venture capitalists um uh, arrive all of the the new technology arrives and they all spend a week sort of hanging out and talking about new tech and it's a five-day conference Trillions of dollars gets invested, you know, over a weekend, and you know the number one speaker came out at that um at that that tech conference, Andy, and uh, said, and the opening line, and I wish I would have kept it the other day. Actually, I, I should have saved this one. The opening line was, uh, "Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook has broken the law seven different times, and somebody has to go to jail." Right,
1: so. It's an interesting thing. Jesus Christ! I'm pretty sure they said the same thing on uh, Sky News about Dan Andrews and Victoria, uh, allegedly. <laughs> well, allegedly? Maybe allegedly. But sorry, Jase, you were saying, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: It's it. Isn't this interesting right now? Like, so this space, Elon tweeting and and manipulating shares, you know, outside of the rules. Like, right? it's it's you know, it's fairly blatant. You know, you know, the idea of you know, let's say Donald Trump, love him, hate him, whatever winning an election through, you know, Twitter and the Twitterverse, um, you know, Facebook um, and whatever version of the world, political, you know, vax, non-vax, whatever whatever it is, able to, Andy, manipulate the world and its its stuff And, and sort of linking this to our financial space, right? So, Andy, you and I have talked about literally for 20 years, you and I have known that our number one risk is, is nothing but politicians like they can be maniacs yep. yeah they can be maniacs and we all we all know that for whatever in whatever way they are right
1: they've always uh, been maniacs they've either been and, conservative maniacs or they've been right-wing maniacs or they've been yep. tea party maniacs like that, See, that, that that's, that's it the, the nature of politics
0: yeah and you know so that you know as a wealth creator as an advisor as people sort of investing we're like all right well, what's our where's our risk lie and you know but now, Andy, like where does our risk lie? Like Elon can send a tweet and fucking our shares go down or up, right? Or, you know, uh, so it's an interesting time in this space as, mm. you know, advisors, investors because, you know, we we kind of thought, oh, we had the hang of this thing. Uh, well, not necessarily the hang of it but a little bit of a lay of the land and now comes in some real sort of 3D, 4D kind of, you know dimensions on this thing where
1: you're kind of like holy shiver me timbers you know 100 Um, i reckon that uh, michelle's hit hit the money there mate in that uh uh the lines are getting very very blurred and they're getting blurred at a rate of knots that we haven't seen before yeah
0: yeah yeah so as investors we got to keep an eye on this like that's why andy and i like to you know debrief weekly because you know folks you and me basically at the end of the day we want we want to sort of foster and grow, and grow our wealth in in the chosen um, asset classes that we're investing in and we need to be aware of the things can influence the values going up or down sideways or you know whatever it might be and yeah understanding that uh, old elon here I, I i'm a big fan of elon i like him uh, Huge i think he's lovely
1: yeah um and, and, and i might but uh, yeah. Yeah. it'll link back later on that I actually think that what he's doing is potentially a good thing. And that mm. I know that flies in the face of what I'm saying, but I think that he's going to bust uh, a mechanism that's been in place for a long time, Jace. Uh,
0: renewal, Andy. And that could be the theme of like our financial situations for a lot of people, right? What's going on? What else is happening, Andy, over, over in your neck of the woods?
1: but well this is the other one which is a, a little bit of a hand grenade that uh, has been tossed over the the fence in the in the real estate and stock market world and i just thought yeah. this is interesting i thought this is actually not the most world's balanced article uh that financial markets are probably not focused enough on the fact that australian banks are unilaterally lifting mortgage rates has a huge has huge consequences uh, well on wine and wisdom, I think we we talked about this last week, uh, which was <laughs> so. So they must have been listening, Jace because they only published this uh, 53 minutes ago. I, they've tweeted it banks, in a few times. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> Raising rates uh, might sideline the RBA, and and I thought that's the headline there. Why banks? I, I thought th- this is actually the headline, right? Uh, and this is Jace, I reckon Fed income the first time where I would say banks potentially, while self-serving, uh, may be acting in the interests of the the, the greater productivity of the economy. Uh, but let's understand that it's self-serving first, of, of course, and that the reason yes. why companies exist, ladies and gentlemen, um, and this is le- legitimate, I'm not taking the mickey by any stretch of the imagination. It, it's built into most constitutions. Uh, is that the director's responsibility of a company is to profit is to make profit for the shareholders hundred percent that's uh it's part of our corporations act uh and then part of the the constitutions of of companies that, that are set up Best interest of the shareholders it's baked in right from the outset yep from the outset so here's a little bit of an interesting and this this actually goes conceptually the, the article doesn't try and do this but conceptually this actually tightens down a little bit of uh, maybe the hysteria that's being pushed around about raising interest rates housing is going to go to record lows you know all of that sort of mm. bullshit <laughs> uh, that fear-mongering yeah but, the, the fact that banks have kind of gone and, and have predicted that interest rates are going to rise in the future, and we talked about that last week, uh, if you want to listen, go back, listen to last week's on the, on the podcast, we talked about medium-term interest rates. But the banks are basically going, okay, we believe that interest rates are going up in the, in the three to five-year zone. yeah. So we're going to lift fixed rates. Now, the unintended effect of that, uh, which I'm sure uh, most people didn't predict, and to be fair, Jace, I never even thought of, is that um, that actually has a stabilising effect for the Reserve Bank of Australia where the Reserve Bank goes, well, if you guys are going to profit a little bit by doing this and go a little bit early, like you will because you want to profit from it because you that's the reason that you exist. We could say scumbags, but we're not going to. <laughs> uh, the reason that you exist Uh they could potentially taper the Reserve Bank's immediate need and actually provide them an out for making early decisions. And, mate, I really think this is actually uh, quite a profound, and this is buried, like this article isn't uh, a frontline article, but uh, I actually think that this is, uh, is quite profound in, in the potential impact of it because banks can raise their rates a little bit, increase their profits a lot, And the Reserve Bank of Australia doesn't need to do anything. The heat's off
0: them. The heat's off them to to be in charge. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: And I actually like the concept of this. For the first time in a little while I'm saying something quite positive about (laughs) the articles that are written. I actually like the concept of this a little bit because, yes, okay, the banks are going to win, but the banks have to win. That's a reality. They're not winning ridiculously. The, the Reserve Bank of Australia is not uh, reacting in a uh, a split personality type of a way where they're like, oh, it's doomsday or it's or it's boom day. They're they're being very moderate in their approach, uh, which has quite a stabilizing effect. Which which I feel is is actually very 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 good. Uh, well, it's an interesting very one. very good for the economy.
0: Yeah. Well, mate, you know, and you and I have chatted about this a number of times. You know, okay. Uh, post the GFC, after the GFC, the global financial crisis, the world crisis, the worst crisis the world's ever seen, the idea that the RBA and the interest rates um, or the cash rate and the interest rates decoupled, right? The RBA would make a decision that banks actually would do their own thing. Like that's been happening for a while, right? Um, and right now it, it's it's nothing new. It's It's coming through, which, and again, it's a positive, Andy, you know, whether you like it or not, folks, you have to have a healthy banking system for your economy to be trusted by its citizens and the world, right? Now, that that's where we are today. Now, Andy, you and I have chatted about quite in depth and not on Wealth, Wine & Wisdom to this depth, but you know, if we do, if the, the, the crypto world changes the banking system the stability of the banking system you know what then you know but that's kind of like you know down the rabbit hole with alice and alice in wonderland and and the tea party but you know but that's not here yet but i think it's coming you you and i have chatted about you know it's probably a decade away maybe 20 years away but you know there's a change coming what does it look like um but right now if we have healthy banks that have uh Okay, call it healthy profits. It's probably a bit more taking the piss than you'd like, but, you know, good profits. That's actually good for our economy. That's good for our, our citizens. It's good for our confidence. Um, and and it's, it's by, like you're saying, it takes the heat off the RBA and it takes the heat off governments and stuff, to be honest, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? You know, it, it encourages overseas investment. It, it actually helps with our actual dollar. You know, the Aussie dollar is stronger, all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, get some positives from it is what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah. And 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 I believe that this is a stabilizing factor. Mm. Uh, a real stabilizing factor that uh, because if 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 the reserve bank raises cash rates, then it, it has a, a it's a tidal wave type of effect. And it, and it also is a tidal wave type of effect in the, the fact that it says more is coming. There's a presupposition that more is coming, even if there's no intention. This is, is, is quite legitimately one that I didn't expect. Like I, I didn't think through to go, well, yeah, bank raising interest rates might actually give the, the RBA a little bit more time to sit back and think, mostly because it hasn't happened in the rest of the world. Right, And so here's an interesting concept, Jace. is the rest of the world's banks kind of sat there and went, nah, we won't do it to them. But in Australia, we went, "Yep, yeah, we'll do it to them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Aussies like to be a bit different, don't we? I mean, you know, just we're
1: a bit, you know, we're a bit. Well, I'm, I'm conflicted, Jace, because I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing right about now. I just wow. know that it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. It is a thing
0: for me in the real estate world i, I actually i am actually quite a fan of it being um uh a little bit more expensive to borrow money uh i and only because it settles the the speed down at which the market travels yes uh and like i personally think it, when those markets travel at too much of a speed you know it's it's uh it's it's, it's actually very um yeah, it's dangerous for people to be involved. You people know. get um, hurt, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've always liked real estate because it travelled slow. Um, and, uh, you know, in the past 12, 18 months, two years, <laughs> gee, it's been travelling. <laughs> the breakneck speed, it was like, oh, how can I keep up? It's crazy. But, you know, um, it's quite a unique time, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I, I just go back to Andy to saying, you know, if we want some confidence in our economy and we want some confidence in our system you know the banks have got to be profitable whether whether that profit um is more than it should be you know that's not for today's conversation but you know at the end of the day right.
1: we you have, can always invest in them it's a free market total and yeah free market is the uh, people can take opportunity where they see them and you, you can participate in the profits purely by owning a bit of the banks
0: 100 percent,
1: and you know
0: it's it's an interesting one in that space isn't it because that 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 is the thing. Like you get a choice, whether we feel like we don't in in that free market space. You know, I'm a big fan of capitalism. I, I, you know, now I haven't lived through any other regime, so I, I don't know from personal experience. But you know, any of my research economically has shown capitalism wins out most times, Andy, <laughs> even though it's quite dysfunctional uh, in in its in some of the aspects. I think. It does allow us to have that kind of well. You get a choice, you know. You can play, or you don't have to play if you don't want to.
1: But um, some, some of the the first great examples of democracy ended up with a knife in the back, quite literally. <laughs> Julius Caesar. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, mate, you know it's great to see that that's happening um, in, uh, yeah, without government intervention. And, and mm. that's
1: probably your point, really, to be honest, you know what I mean? Natural like- markets, yeah. we Nat- talk about the ecosystem of things yeah, yeah. and the, the natural symbiosis where things should be able to create their own equilibrium. And I, I am alluding a little bit to Musk here and and I'm also alluding to, to a concept that we'll chat about a little bit later on as well. I know I was sort of taking the piss out of it a little bit, but I do believe that there is a new wave coming and coming. Uh, and it's going to be faster than regulation and the reality is that standard Keynesian economics is not going to be able to keep up with it so we need to start to think different Steve Jobs we need to start to see wealth differently uh net wealth just to to to, <laughs> to uh to just just coin a couple of catchphrases of, uh, of a billionaire and uh, and, a, and a listed company in Australia. And I honestly believe that they're very fundamentally linked and it is coming very, very soon. It's coming. And we need to be across it, right? Just, um, mate, while it. you jump to the, the wide-angle shot, I'm going to turn down the heater, but I have to go over there. So put me small in the in the screen and I will be back, but I am I am absolutely 100% here.
0: Do that, mate. Well, uh, while you're there, I'm, I'm sure you can hear, um, and, um, you know, this is following the theme of the banks. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> we just pumped the banks up a little bit and this this little article um, is interesting for me and potentially you folks listening in at home right now. You know, the banks are, are taking an opportunity under the guise of, uh, let's say, COVID and other things to – Uh, challenge the status quo of the physical banking world you know we were talking about you know um, crypto before and all of those sorts of things banks are closing branches and getting rid of atms at a rate of knots um, as customers prefer to do business online it's an interesting one and uh, when andy sort of steps back i'll get his his spin on it folks but right now Tell me, when was the last time any of you guys in the chat, when was the last time any of you guys went to
1: the ATM, Andy? When was
0: uh, the last time you went to the ATM and took some cash out,
1: right? Uh, two weeks ago and they asked me to give my name, my date of birth, a blood test, <laughs> uh, a urine sample, a reason for the funds. <laughs> well, that's because you live in Victoria, mate. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that really but before that, Jase, I hadn't been into a bank in i reckon oh no i like four times i'd been into a bank in the last 10 years i reckon and the four times were because they screwed up my mortgage and i had to go in there because i got the mortgage without going into a bank but they had to finally prove how who i was in order to get a better deal
0: yeah i mean like, there's alicia like 10 years ago like like this is my wallet folks like i i don't i don't carry cash around why would you like what i like, what an archaic concept, right? Like, you know, um, it's, it's crazy. It's interesting. But right now, banks are like noticing oh, you know, um, hey, Allison gets her cash out of Kohl's. Yeah, exactly. If you need a bit of cash for whatever reason, happy days. You know, um, yeah, it's electronic. You don't, you, most of us, and especially in the last two years, Andy, have been socialized to do everything we need to do uh, online. Um, cash is antique Jeanette's right onto it you, you know Andy I don't know uh, if you noticed I probably should have put this one tonight store a couple of dollar coins away for now because they <laughs> might be worth two dollars in the future <laughs> you know what I've got some two dollar notes from a long time ago Andy <laughs> <laughs> you're, not. you're not that young are you yeah, I, no I am I well actually my dad kept them uh, but uh, you know I've got them there you go um, wow yeah uh, yeah, there you go. Ashley's saying if you go to a bank to close a credit card, they give you a number to call. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Ashley uh, that's purely because I don't want you to close the credit card. That's uh, true. Actually, that's
0: true. Yeah, it's the old credit card. But you know, true. we are in, in this scam. we are in this transition, man. Like, we are in this transition, folks, of physical to digital, and it's actually happened like it's happened so much faster than everyone expected, right? Um, you know, Right now, for the first time in my 20-year life, Andy, as a business owner, for positive, we do not have an office in Sydney. We had a head office in Sydney, North Sydney, for 20 years, you know. Um. <laughs> you
1: know why they call them head office, Jace? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. Because they're full of dicks. <laughs> yep. that's, that, that, that's, that's fundamentally true. I can tell well, you Well, there that. you go. From working in banking all around the world. The head office is always full of a bunch of dicks. It's terrible. All the dicks are,
0: I mean, that goes with Alison's joke about you have to tip the strippers in Bitcoin suit. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, There you go. You know, uh, and you know, Bryce says, Oh, you can't probably take out with some cash. Hey, Bryce, have you heard of Uber, brother? Like, I literally, like, folks, I've spent so much money on Uber, um, Uber Eats. It's insanely ridiculous. Uh, it is it, like for, for, for a parent, like it's been brilliant to be a, have Uber, a driver, an Uber driver, an Uber Eats, busy, you know, three kids, business, stuff going on. You know, it's anyway, it's a,
1: it's an interesting
0: right. time, Andy.
1: You know? I warn you, <laughs> business owners out there, let me give you a warning because I just got my own bloody and I, and, and I teach this stuff but <laughs> I, I was I, I was on the phone to my bookkeeper she's gone andy your drawings are uh exceedingly large at the moment and i'm like drawings i don't take any drawings i i manage my shit exactly the way i need to manage it because i've got a lot of subscription on my apple device for work the bloody thing's cross-contaminated into uber eats and the next thing you know every second saturday meal or something like that has gone on there and the next thing you know i was just blow it out and i was looking at it, I was like holy smoke so business owners out there just watch where your itunes account is uh because you, you may end up with some unexpected surprises i certainly did I was like geez that was an expensive steak Mate, I tell you.
0: Well, you know, there's an interesting one. It, the physical world changing, Andy, to Twitter. You know, to whatever it is. It's um, it's it's well underway. Whether you realise it or not, it's here. Um, and it's here to stay. And you know, Bryce. Hopefully, um, you get better. Um, you get better Uber where you are, mate. And uh, if uh, if Uber doesn't do it, those drones are coming. Um, we talked about those. Dr-
1: <laughs> like uh, they deliver know. chickens at the moment chicken delivery drone
0: and it's a real thing folks it's not a joke look it up uh canberra and logan canberra and logan are two places where uber it's not uber but it's drone delivery of food on demand um has been been tested this year so crazy times crazy times but you can uh, order
1: a hot chicken unbelievable <laughs> absolutely i reckon it's just to take the piss out of all the chickens that can't fly <laughs> <laughs> lands in your driveway uh but you know what um Andy, it's interesting
0: you know in the you, you and i've talked about this before you know in the same breath of like record prices going up you know um literally 1 minute later you know um you know uh the 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 finance or oh, not the finance the Ah, uh, media world talking about other financial things. You know, home prices dropping across whatever. You know, it's a, it's an interesting conversation about premium
1: suburbs. Zoom that in for me, mate. Let me be able to read that 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 headline. Home values have dropped seven percent of suburbs during the past three months, up to one point four percent during the uh, the March quarter amid listings credit tightening. Man, at, call. I'm going to call bullshit. It's on complete. That.
0: It's complete. Not a bullshit.
1: And and I, I did this one the other day with it with how folks, the, folks well, and just how, how the fuck do they know, Jason? How do they know? <laughs> it's because uh, of well, maybe they can quantify more listings. I'd be interested to know what the article has to say there. Credit tightening and poor affordability. How do they? Well, credit t- has there been credit tightening, Jason? Interest rates going up doesn't necessarily mean that there's. A fixed rates going up doesn't mean that there's credit tightening, and poor affordability. I think it's just a sensationalist headline. One hundred percent, a sensationalist
0: headline. It's a bunch of bullshit, Andy. And I, and this, I chatted to everyone the other day about the idea
1: that you know, folks, when you're premium suburbs are amongst the weakest markets. That's the subheading. Premium, but, but but don't you have premium salaries in premium markets, which which are less susceptible to these things? To me, this is a juxtaposition of. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about kind of like not taking these things on face value, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you know, you and I talk about this all the time. You know, it's interesting to see what's going on. We read a few articles, we kind of get a feel, like get a get a vibe, but don't you know? Don't cons- like don't eat the eat the bullshit. You know, you just got to have a you know. You might just have a smell, but you don't consume it, right? Because, you know, folks, this is the sort of thing that can, you know, um, you know, yeah. be extremely misleading. I mean, reality is, Andy, if your property price, your premium property has gone up a million dollars, uh, why would you sell? Like tell tell me right now. Like you're you're like, no, nah. oh bloody hell. I'm not selling that thing. You know, I've had eight phone calls in the last two weeks from agents in my local area, and they're like, we can sell your property for a great price. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not selling. The The challenge is the data doesn't represent what's going on. It only represents the people who want to sell well, and or are going to market, right, you know, and maybe the shit properties are going to market and the good ones aren't. So, so- Apart from
1: Bryce's comment, which I think is hysterical um, <laughs> the the last four conversations I've had around uh, uh, around property have been uh, at one today uh, who's somebody who's listening uh commercial property went from three uh, two and a half to six and a half million, or it might have been let's just be conservative let's say three and a half to to six and a half million, so doubled in a very short period of time yeah uh, and commercial uh sorry residential property crushed it and the questions being to me is is and i've, and I've rightly said i don't know i'll give it to jason uh <laughs> as far, because i don't know i've been wrong about this because fundamentally it doesn't make sense to me but uh the the question's been uh well what w- how do I continue to participate in that and 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 has it seen the end of it or is there there's still a lot to play and I and I keep going back to what I see in uh, in my world and and legitimately in my world the answer is I don't know um, but I do know that they've injected trillions of dollars into the the globe uh, domestically and internationally and it doesn't let me step back a bit Keynesian economics, which is most, most of the economic theory that justifies a lot of these articles and, um, and portfolio theorem and most of what you'll chat with your advisors about. But that was written by Markowitz, who is a long time dead. Like when I say well, a long 100 time
0: hundred years, dead, isn't it, Andy? What is it, 1908 <laughs> or something? I mean, this is
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a few generations uh, and, and his was just a mathematical theory that then got applied to, to financial markets. Uh, but the big question for me is, and I like to think of it as, as water, on a, water on a board which has barriers around it and it has a landscape around it, and water will eventually find its natural flat spot in amongst all of the geography. And at the moment, I go, the world's geography has had trillions of dollars pumped into it, right, trillions of dollars pumped into it, which in an investable sense is maybe a quarter more, maybe a quarter more, and I haven't done the analysis, but maybe a quarter more. So you've got a bathtub which has terrain around it. You've had an earthquake. Somebody's shifting and shaking it around. There's multiple people in your bath and there's a sick image, (laughs) right? Right. Maybe where, are the you, where are you going, Andy? Where are you well, going? I don't know. Save me, Jason, is the comment here. But <laughs> hopefully you can, you can visualise the image of multiple peaks and troughs, multiple mountain ranges within the landscape, and there's more water being poured in. And while that's shifting and baking like this, it's hard to see where the true water line is going to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that you know, everyone can guess... Uh, I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, I think that that's that's where we're trying to bathroom trade, <laughs> <also>. <laughs> oh, I love it, Ashley. Um, um, but that's what we're trying to guess in in markets at the moment. And I, I, but my belief is that we're still we're still in the shaking and baking territory of this. Is that there's a lot of money that's been pumped in, which you would believe that the watermark is going to be higher than what it was before, and in real estate. It's gone higher, but we've got lower lower interest rate. But we've also got a lot of other headwinds which were pushing it in that direction anyway. And in Anyone. financial markets, yeah, uh, you know, we, we were probably pressed. To be fair, we were probably pressed at about six thousand eight hundred on the ASX. we were probably pressed, but then you drop interest rates to zero for the banks and and related companies at the top, and then you pour a trillion dollars in on the on the top end. Well, it's like Mate, where this is going to finish is kind of anybody's game and it's going to break what would normally be rational is, is my thought.
0: Well, it's interesting. You've, you've, you've busted this conversation open a few times, Andy. Like if, if money, uh, if we remove the friction from, from money that I've got to the marketplace, if we, if we remove the middle people, the middle men, the tra- like those in the middle and we don't need margin on margin on margin on margin on margin. Where does it sit, right? Yep. Oh, ah, what's going on here, All right? Um, and you know that that's the conversation probably in into the future, man. Is like, you know, where do we where do we sit? What does it look like? Um, and he's
1: in. he's out. he's in. he's out. <laughs> I've got a technology glitch that I was messing around because I thought I was in control, and you're in control. I, I'll, I'll yeah, fix up my you,
0: lack of control. You need to be higher on 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 the scale here. So it's it it totally is interesting in that space. Where where are we in that that mechanism for the evolution of money, right? Because you've talked about it a, a ton, and I think it makes so much sense. The speed at which we could connect and uh, you know, folks, like talk about Uber, like talk about Uber, the, the taxi world, right? Where is a piece of inventory? Inventory, where is an asset or a piece of inventory sitting physically in the physical world? And how can we how can we deploy it, redeploy it somewhere else? E.g., Uber, I've got a car sitting at home. Maybe instead of taxis, maybe I could just drive someone around and they could pay me a buck. Technology is now facilitating that, Andy. Right. So in the olden days, and and I'm I'm sure hope oh, hopefully I'm setting this conversation up about the evolution of money. You know how could how could Jason Whitten here sitting here connect with someone like Andy Fenton? Andy's got some investors. Jason's got some money. How does how does Jason connect with Andy? Far out. That that was clunky and old and 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 geographically hard, but now it's instant. And, you know, where are we at? Like, you know, um, and what does that look like as we as we travel into the future, you know? I think real estate, physical real estate will always have its place, but I think there's some disruption coming when it comes to lending um and the speed of lending in and around physical real estate. And what physical real estate will be needed for Andy, but money, but money's but money's got some evolving to do, and it's happening it's like it's literally happening now, right we're in the what are we in like you know it's an exciting moment in time where you know the we went from you know farming with picks and shovels to machinery, you know like we're we're kind of in that 20 or 30-year transition now for money,
1: right? 100%. And it is it is evolving by the second and uh, it's going to change rapidly. Uh, and the speed, of, uh, the speed of change is going to be quite incredible. I've just... Got uh, my Uber Uber deliveries just come in a little bit earlier than expect, expected. But uh, if you, if you can Uber deliver a glass of wine, that would be even better. Mate, I, I, I just expensive.
0: got a text about my Uber pizza coming right now.
1: <laughs> 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 but, uh, and and maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll start off next uh, next one and wisdom in and around this. But it makes a lot of sense when you look over the history of things. And if one thing is true, I think we can all believe it. And, and Unicorn, I, I do actually want to give credit to these people. So you can't quite see it, and I can't quite get you to be able to see it on this, but uh, uh, you know, Coyne? Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, th- that's the proprietor of this graph, and uh, it's an interesting article, I think, that people should read. Uh, but here's, here's the reality of it. This is, this is great, right? So initially there was a barter system. And the barter system was a subjective uh, ledger. And when we say a ledger, in, in, in financial markets or in wealth, we go, well, if it's going to positively impact on my life, how much positively is that going to do? And what is my potential of positive growth on this? And, and how much am I going to spend? And it's the negative ledger is then going, well, what could I lose? Um, so the barter system was always a subjective ledger and that was well before most of us were born Uh, but quite often (laughs) when we go to thailand or we go to you know uh some third world uh uh, nations we 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 actively engage in the barter system and in some uh, places around the world it's expected it's expected for you to engage in the barter system where you can't pay full price. If you go to pay full price, they will literally go, no, 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 we, we've got to exchange. We start here and we end up somewhere in here and the real price is around is about here and about there, yeah, yeah. And as long as we're a little bit north or south of that, we're happy. So there's a subjective mental ledger of what you think it's worth. But here, here's it. If you're starving and, uh, and drained, then a small quart of water is going to be worth extraordinary amounts of money pay a thousand dollars just for a liter of water right now because i'm exhausted what did i order um i don't know my mushroom pizza uh so it's subjective so the seller May may not have the same value as the buyer, and the buyer may not have the same value as the seller, and so there is manipulation that can happen based on the seller knowing the buyer, the buyer knowing the seller, so on and so forth. So there's fluctuation in in price anomaly. We then cross the border into going well. Now there's apparently, and this was roughly around when the spice trade started to uh, come to fruition ships started sailing around from from europe around to to uh, uh to africa and to uh to the to to northern south america and there was this spice trade route that was established and so there was a physical objects ledger and so physical objects could have been pepper it could have been um uh, turmeric it could have been gold silver these sorts of things and so then these Started to become a bit of a universal ledger, because as they were trade more uh, more commonly across different places, because Africa would go, well, I gave seven nails for that little bit of turmeric, and the other place would go, well, I only gave a, uh, I only gave uh, my my you know my my three firstborn for that, and 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 you go, well, hang on, that's out of out of equilibrium. So- So is that where gold become a standard? Like, you know, gold was better than silver,
0: better than bronze, better than kind of I change my eggs for some milk, right? So
1: there became a a ledger, a universal ledger of what something was worth in – but this took centuries to – Yeah,
0: what are we talking? Yeah, we're talking, you know – thousands of years right like we're talking
1: christopher columbus until you know uh less than a thousand less than 500 years ago yeah yeah uh so during this time things found a natural equilibrium in a ladder which all of a sudden created a, a universal ledger of how some how much something was worth so people could go oh that little that little token of gold well, no, that's worth 10 times that amount of spice. No, 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 no. So people started to understand uh, the, the the medium of exchange. And then very quickly after that, fiat can- currency was uh, introduced, which was paper currency, which started off as as melted down bits of gold and brass and copper. Like the currency started, for those of you who are who are, who are listening to the first time, the currency started as literally melted down goods so that that
0: melted down what silver copper and gold or something
1: like yep. and, and oh. zinc and and yep. any precious metal they melted it down in it and its weight held its weight in value
0: there and eventually
1: go. they turned that into a coin and that there were still fluctuations in value of sink and stuff like that, then eventually it sat as a currency and it's like, well, now this has a determined value, right, within this community, had a determined value within this community. So in Australia, a dollar is a dollar and a dollar will buy you whatever, right? So that's the fiat currency. And then yours and my generation has been in here, Jason, around the online banking system where we stopped having physical currency and it was starting to become more and more tap and go and you you know you have a bit more cash and then you can, you know pay for some things, you know, in cash and avoid stamp duty. Not that I'd do that, Jace. I don't know anybody who <laughs> would do that. I, I certainly don't do that, never have done that. Uh but I know that it happens, but it just never happened around here. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly it happens. <laughs> And so there's this medium of exchange which is physical and now it goes into a digital world. And the digital world up until now has been moderately regulated. And as we've gone through all of these cycles up to this digital uh, representation, they have all been what I'd call, Jason, a free market trade. Because right back here, what is it worth to me? And that's subjective. Yeah. Right, and Then you have a, a physical ledger, which is universal, but it's still, well, how much of this universal thing am I willing to pay for that? And that's still uh, a free market kind of trade. Yeah, well, no, that's I'm where not. the free market kind of gives it its kind of
0: value. Like if there's one person that's very subjective, but if there's 100,000
1: people, you find a medium, right? 100%. Yeah. And then then we got into this world, which is, I'm not paying that for a bloody Mercedes-Benz. I'm going to get a Ford because the technology is just as good. Yes. And so we start to become more discerning in our consumerism. But we, we have reached, in my perception, we've reached a peak where all of a sudden the, the rules, regulations, the transparency have actually reached, a, and especially from a governance perspective, with taxes on cars. Taxes on petrol, taxes on cigarettes, taxes on alcohol, taxes on fuck everything that you can possibly (laughs) think about. Yes. There's been enough controlled regulation where the regulation has gone, you know what, enough control. Free market needs to reign again. There's been too much manipulation on the online sector and now how we're allowed to do what we need to do. And the less freedom that we've been able to have with the transition from this fiat into the digital, because the digital in my view is just a transitional into corporate tokens, Bitcoin decentralized monetization. It's the it's my view has been right from back here, what's the biggest difference between there? Oh, sorry, and there my bit, oh, is, u- utility in Bitcoin. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Is the speed of which things can happen,
0: yeah, and like the capacity worldwide, right, the utility system was so localized it wasn't funny that was kind of one to one one to one right, but it's still subjective, hundred percent, and bitcoin's still the subjective right now, isn't it, right, but it's one to everyone in the world who's actually connected like digitally now there's plenty of people who aren't digitally connected right um but it's the the scale the subjective scale right now is the volatility of it is that is that what is that kind of by you know the interpretation of where you're at like the subjective scale of someone let's say in england uh vietnam poland and new zealand of of the value of bitcoin and where we're at and and the safety of it you know
1: well I would say from this part here until this part here, this, this was, is the world of regulation yes. where all of a sudden people started to protect things, countries, so on and so forth. And, and a lot of that is right to protect it. But as we know, they, they, they push too far one way or another and they stop it from being a free market and now it's a highly regulated market. And I, I believe in Australia, we've gotten to a point where it's way too highly regulated. And finance is not a closed system. Finance is always going to be an ecosystem. Yeah, you, you dive down into the ocean and you get to the ocean's floor and it's never the ocean's floor. You can always go deeper. But down there, nature will find a way. And I believe that the, the, the finance system is, is no different. We started with a barter system which is whereby we had a subjective ledger of what we believe things are worth at a point in time. And then we went into a period of time where all of a sudden it started to become more regulated, where a couple of nails were worth a couple of bullets and a couple of bullets were worth this. And it was a still a subjective ledger, but it was on a universal ledger. Now we're moving out of the, the first advanced stage where, where people are going, well, I don't actually care what you value anymore. I actually value something completely differently, and I want to be able to trade based on my values. And um, and this is where this whole idea of decentralized money came from: decentralized, uh, uh, decentralized control. Yeah, yeah,
0: decentralized system, right?
1: Yeah, the powers is, in. Uh,
0: to the, me, the it's just a many.
1: big loop of exactly where we've come from from the beginning because then what do you do with your decentralized money, Jason? What do you do with your when you've got a got billion dollars worth of uh, Ethereum? What do you do with it? Uh,
0: yeah, like how do, you, how do you transfer that into the practical world, the physical world? You've got to have a mechanism, right?
1: Correct, and you've got a mental uh, acuity based on what's that? What is that worth? Yeah, and then you will deploy that back into those asset classes based on that fundamental barter system of that mental accounting, which has a subjective ledger. And as we go into these times of, uh, and I know, I know this is quite wacky, especially if you've joined <laughs> into White and Western for the first time, uh, but I've been pondering this for 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 some time now. When you look at Elon Musk when you look at and and his ability to manipulate not just now uh, an S&P 500 stock now that's what it is and this dude just went out and said what what do you reckon I should do should I sell 10% to 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 pay my tax bill and manipulated the the share price talked about dogecoin talked about ethereum talked about bitcoin manipulated all of them whether he intends to or not like that that's not my thing but the comment did manipulate the price that's that's almost uh for granted we're moving into a new world whereby the subjective ledger is back in play and that that's my whole point here is that we are closer to the barter system than we have been for <laughs> centuries uh, literally centuries wow. and uh, this new NFT, uh, <laughs> Ethereum, Bitcoin, all these sorts of things go back to a subjective ledger. And the subjective ledger is, Jace, you might go, this Bitcoin bullshit, uh, it's all garbage. It's, it's all rubbish and it costs a lot of energy. That's your subjective ledger. And there's the a yeah. bloke next year who goes, I reckon this stuff is going sky high, Jace. I reckon this is going to a million dollars of Bitcoin. And, so and- True. The exchange on the platform is either gambling or a subjective position on what that is really worth, what your time and energy is really worth, based on where you believe that's going. And that's no different. Back in the day, when somebody uh, had a nail and a screw, and they went, "You know what? I reckon nails are going further than the screws, so I'm going to back nails every day of the week." There you go.
0: Well, mate, I think that's um, I think that's a nice way to put a put a pin in this week's uh, wealth, wine, and wisdom. You know. Folks, are you backing a screw or are you backing a nail? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, you know, it is it it is fascinating, isn't it? You know, you say it all the time, brother. You know, history is a great mimic. It doesn't repeat itself exactly, but it, it does mimic. And we're doing the roundabout again. It's just the version of the world this time, you know, uh, it's the pace it's the speed it's um it's not murphy's law i I can't remember what the law is but the uh, the, either moore's law that's right you know doubling every seven to ten cycles or whatever it is all right all right mate you've got my brain whirring right now um i love (laughs) i love that chart it was a goodie it was a goodie it's um it's certainly worth um, it's certainly worth pondering some more. I might nick it off you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto the uh, future. Crypto the future. Well, uh, there you go, mate. Well, um, mate, let's put a pin in that one. Um, good to see everyone online. We didn't get around to questions this week, but um, there was plenty going on. But um, I think uh, I think Bob asked us a question about Andy. Are we concerned about um, inflation? Uh, And I would say the short answer is no. I would say the long answer is no, but the short answer is yes um, in the short. But why don't we put a pin in that one for next week, Andy, Um, because inflation is a funny old thing, isn't it, Um, when it comes to the world of finance and money and investing. And uh, sometimes it's actually working in your favour, folks. Uh, Real estate, it's actually working in our favour at the moment, uh, whether it, Maintains in that direction is one of those things that we've got to be, you know, cognizant of, Andy. So, um, you know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a good conversation for next week. What are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> I reckon it is, mate. Inflation is one of those things. It's uh, it's either oxygen which will sink a balloon, it's helium that'll rise a balloon, but uh, but either which way the balloon is still getting inflated, and so it's the perspective.
0: <laughs> but you're full of good, uh, good. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, I won't say that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an empty glass from me, but <laughs> it's an empty glass from me. So it's a good night from him, and it's, oh, a-, it's a good night from me. <laughs> good night, folks. Have a good one. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Eh? Bye, bye. <laughs>